welcome to the Tipsy Nits podcast with Sia and Pip. Hello. This episode we're going to do a little bit about our travelling that we've been up to recently and our choice of drinks does reflect that. Yep, so as we said last podcast, both of us have been off on even more travels. Yes. And kind of following the mini tradition we set in the previous episode, this time Pip has brought something back from her various exploits elsewhere. Yes. I bought some very tasty Bushmills whiskey. Mm-hmm. So this is quite famous. This is... I bought like a little tasting box, really. Um, and it's super cute. You can see it on Instagram. It's adorable. It's got three little 50ml bottles of whiskey, two of just the standard Bushmills and one of the Bushmills Black Bush. Mm-hmm. And it's basically this old distillery you can do a tour of it it's amazing and the box that the whiskey comes in looks like the distillery it's cute so where's the distillery pip so the distillery is in bush mills mm-hmm. on the north coast of northern ireland and on the back of the box it says in 1608 king james i granted a royal license to distil- distill whiskey in the area known as bush mills the unique whiskey making tradition lives on in Ireland's oldest working distillery of over 400 years, producing smooth tasting Irish whiskey. We've also bought a bottle for my father in law's birthday because oh, they nice. like whiskey, so we thought we'd bring a bottle back. So that's sitting ready to go to him, and I'm sad because I can't drink it myself. <laughs> <laughs> Just means you have to go back. Yeah. Well, it was a very good day when the day we went to go and, and uh, get it, so I'll talk a little bit more about that later. Yep. But it's been a long time since I've had any Bushmills, so you're going to get a very fresh kind of idea because I think the last time I tried it, I wasn't actually much of a drinker at all. So Yeah. And when I tried it a very long time ago, I actually had a bug at the time, so I was not very well afterwards. No. no. So shall we have a try? Yep. It's going to okay. be the Bushmills, standard Bushmills. But it smells nice. It smells really nice. Okay. Hmm. That's quite sharp. Do you think I think it, mm. I felt it in my sinuses. Yeah, it's got it's got smoke. Mm. But it's not one of those ones where you feel like you're breathing dragon smoke afterwards yeah. where you're like Ugh. And it's quite warming and nice. Yeah. I think it's quite nice. I think it's really smooth. Yeah, that's not bad. It, I don't think it's got like loads of flavor. Yeah. But it's got quite a nice It's flavor. very subtle. Yeah. It's um it's nice. I like yeah. it. Yeah. Mm. Not bad. Should we try the black bush yeah, now, which is from my understanding the uh, more flavoursome of the two. Okay. Open the bottle. These little bottles are one of those ones where, so the, cute. where it comes down the rim yeah. of the opening. You end up with it in your lap as well. Yeah. Very classic. I mean, it's noon somewhere, guys. Yeah. We're not here. recording this super early in the morning. No way! But the earlier it gets recorded, the faster I can get it edited and up. So, you know. Right. Blackbush. That smells a lot sweeter to me. Mm. That's got a lot more of a aroma, yeah. I guess. I feel a bit uh, pretentious because I don't actually know what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh, I have no flipping clue. <laughs> oh, I really like the smell Should of that. Try it. Let's try it. Mm. That's definitely got more flavour to it. Yeah. Again, it goes into your sinuses, but I think whiskey mm. does that anyway. Yeah. That one feels a little bit burnier. <laughs> Technical term there, guys. It's burny. <laughs> I'm not sure what flavours I'm getting from that. I know I'm getting something. Hmm. Again, it's still very smooth. Oh, God, yeah, that is really smooth. And I could definitely see that's a very easily drinkable whiskey. Mm. Oh, and by the way, guys, because it's Irish whiskey, it's whiskey, whiskey with an E. Mm-hmm. Just in case anyone wants to get up on us about the spelling, uh-huh. it's whiskey with an E. <laughs> I really like both of those. That's nice. I could definitely see just a dram of that in the evening mm. easily. Because sometimes you get whiskies and you're just like, oh, I, can't, I don't think yeah. I can actually drink that. But that is definitely drinkable. Mm. And it tastes good. I could see you drinking that one on a winter. Yeah. Like winter's evening. It would be good for, like, cold days. Yeah. In, around in December, kind of. Yeah. Mm, it's good, though. 
yeah, I like that. That's good. I'm happy with that. Yeah. Bush Mills represent. <laughs> everyone always thinks. Everyone always thinks of Jameson's when they think of Irish whiskey, but Bush Mills has been around longer. See, I actually don't. I think Bush Mills, but that's because you know Northern Irish people. Yeah. So. <laughs> One of our friends, Leia, um, who probably isn't listening, but if she is, hi, Leia, is a massive, massive Bushmills um, advocate. Yeah, like, it's stronger than fan for Leia. Yeah. So Bushmills has been very much sort of, like, on my frame of reference since I was about 18. Yeah. So if you say to me, like, Irish whiskey, I'm like, ah, Bushmills. We used to go to Bushmills all the time when mm. I was little because every, every Easter we would go to the Giant's Causeway uh, for yeah. Easter dinner. And Bushmills is, like, literally round the corner. Well, that's handy. Literally round the corner. Having that on your doorstep must be fatal, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, the town of Bushmills itself, some of it's quite pretty, but, I mean, it's just a regular little town. And it's on the tourist route. Like, it is on the North Coast Road. So they get quite a lot of... I mean, the the car park for the distillery is huge. But it's just... It's really good. I I like it. I like it a lot. And it just brings back memories being there. That's nice. And I'll talk a little bit more about what I got up to on the North Coast Road later on. Yep. But we now have on and off the needles. Yep. So, Pip, what have you got on the needles? I have another pair of toe-up, two-at-a-time sock weight socks. Are you a convert by any chance? (laughs) Maybe. Well, my last project, I needed something relaxing and chilled out. Mm -hmm. Not going to have to think too much about it. Um, because there's been some stuff going on at the moment Uh and I just needed something to just really chill out about and I cast on a hat Mm -hmm. and I just was not feeling the hat and the whole time I was knitting the hat I was like I want to be knitting socks so that's when I was like I may have the sock Uh bug one of us one of us (laughs) and you know what I'm not going to be too sad I've got some really pretty Mm -hmm. 50 style like A-line dresses indeed you do and I want to get a pair of Mary Janes because then I can wear my hand-knit socks and show them off with my Mary Janes and my dresses. But the the yarn that I'm using is Rusty Ferret Doll in the Nurple colourway. and Which I is had, the best name. Yeah. I had just enough left over from a previous project to make a pair of socks. So I was like, here we go. Make myself a pair of socks. And yeah. I'm thoroughly enjoying it. I'm past the toe. I'm about an inch past the toe. And it's just really chilled out, knitting in the round. I'm a very big fan of vanilla socks. Mm-hmm. Just knit, 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 do a heel, knit, 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 knit some more. And I use a fish lips kiss heel so I don't have That's to worry fair. about gussets mm. or any of that stuff. Just knit, 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 and knit some more. Fair. What have you got on the needles? Okay, so right now, as we record, I'm currently knitting a pair of Kipper socks from the first issue of Pom Pom Quarterly magazine. So they did a fifth anniversary reissue and I got it because why not? And I knit one pair of the socks, which I'll talk about in a bit, but the pattern is super simple, but it's got a little bit of detailing across the toe and around the cuff. And... Yeah, it's just a nice pattern and I'm using it to stash bust as well, so I'm using some easy knits of some kind. <laughs> it's like a merino knit. I don't know if it's deeply wicked or not, actually. It might be. I have a feeling it might be one of the other bases. Hmm. But I got it in Edinburgh Yarn Festival two years ago and it's currently knitting up like a dream. It's very pretty. So it's very pretty and variegated. Uh, the pattern's by Lydia Gluck and Megan Fernandez, mm-hmm. um, the editors at Pom Pom, and yeah, I'm a big fan of it and yeah unlike Pip I'm actually I'm pro I'm pro socks with gussets Mm -hmm. but that's mostly because I think gusset is a marvellous marvellous word (laughs) but yeah gusset it's a really good word yeah and plank plank yeah Mm. plank is a good word too I don't like moist no that's an athlete I like I like words that have like a definite kind of like you know t or k oh like yeah at the end I want to say that's plosive sounds yeah i can't remember i did english language like for a year at university because it was a requirement to get my english lit degree and i went to some lectures (laughs) (laughs) and i remember chatting about plosive sounds but that's about it see it's funny though because in the northern Uh, irish accent a lot of those sounds don't come through so if any of you's noticed that my accent goes mental this episode when i was at home it went crazy 
because anytime I'm in Northern Ireland, it just goes yeah so broad. But also often when I'm talking about Northern Ireland, yeah, it goes really broad. And the thing about Northern Ireland is a lot of our tis and stuff like that come out softer or just don't come out at all. Yeah. So like better. Yeah. So it'd be better. But for us, it comes out like better. You're talking to someone from Yorkshire. We have a very special relationship with the letter T <laughs> and the letter H. And I love the Yorkshire accent. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I had a lovely guy from Yorkshire on the phone yesterday oh. at work and I just I just loved his accent. It was so cute. But yeah, depending on which part of Yorkshire you're in, like we'll add we'll add T's to words if we can. Yeah. Some like sometimes we'll just miss them out and whack them somewhere else in a sentence because why the hell not? Yeah. <laughs> I have very fond memories growing up of my mother trying to get me to like, you know, speak properly. <laughs> mm. See, it was only really till I, it wasn't till I was a teenager that I really got the Northern Irish accent yeah. going because my parents were both English. But then when I went to high school, uh, basically yeah. that's when the R yeah. and tar and parchar for an R, how now brown cow, all really started to come out. <laughs> and it's funny because people from people not from Northern Ireland struggle so hard with that sound. Yeah, like our vowels are not like vowels from other places. We have special vowels yeah. that are very, very round and mm. kind of indistinct. When you, like, if you're putting an O and a W or an O and a U together, oh yeah, you get a very distinct sound. Yeah. So it's quite funny. If any of you's watched the vlog that I put up about my travels, you'll see what I mean yeah. about my accent because it goes so broad. But yeah. I was a little bit of a random tangent. <laughs> a random tangent. I suppose it's the joy of doing an audio podcast. You yeah. guys don't necessarily know what we look like, but you know what we sound like. Yeah. What else have you got on your needles there? Oh, what else? Oh, yeah, brief tangent now. So, I've been a bit of a project tart again, and um, <laughs> I've still got rose gold on the needles, which is the brioche shawl by Andrea Mowry. It's getting big, though. It's not. It really isn't like it's deceptively stretchy and deceptively okay. easy to photograph. Like I've probably only got about sixty stitches on the needles. Really? Yeah. Wow. It just looks like it's more because it's brioche. Yeah. But I've done one colour change on that, so that's at least exciting. And then I cast on the Wonder Woman shawl by Carissa Browning. Yeah. So if you guys haven't seen this shawl, where the heck have you been? It is the shawl of my dreams when I'm not dreaming of other shawls because I'm a shawl tart but it's geeky and it is amazing and it's genius yeah and it's free yeah and it's free like crucial thing it is free and I'm about a quarter of the way through it so far and it's short rows it's garter stitch it's not even using intarsia which is a godsend because I can't stand intarsia I know I did an intarsia shawl last episode but once every couple of years is enough for me with intarsia so I'm knitting it in some very 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 long stashed old maiden aunt merino silk mm-hmm. and i got them years ago at a glasgow school of yarn event and they're in the last uh, last night's red dress mm-hmm. and cinnamon colorways and i think the cinnamon one's been discontinued but basically it's sort of like a nice deep plummy pinky color and then cinnamon colored so it's kind of like it's almost like a rose gold color actually mm-hmm. and yeah i'm enjoying it it's on the top. Of, it's on top of my queue. Fair. The one thing I would say is like it's worked from the bottom up, and you do cast on a lot of stitches, and I think you're going to end up with like treble that by the time you're done. Mm-hmm. So I'm finding the rows do take quite a wee while to get through. Mm-hmm. But I'm also a very impatient person, and I'm knitting socks at the moment, which take me about two seconds to finish. So, also like, just I am all up about wonder woman at the moment yes see yeah well no i'm not a big dc person at all not fussed i'm the very i'm very much the marvel girl in our group and almost everyone else is into dc but i went to see the wonder woman movie and like actually had tears of just yes Mm -hmm. like it was amazing and it was so good just watching a movie where it was an awesome woman kicking ass who wasn't sexualized crazily? You yeah, know. it was actually quite funny because they turned the trope on their head because at points where Chris Pine is the one that's awkwardly naked. Yes, you know, God. and things like that, and you're sitting there going, "This is the movie that I have wanted 
since I was a little girl. Yep. You know? I'm not saying movies haven't existed because we had Xena, you know, blah, blah, blah. We had Ripley from Alien, but I wasn't allowed to watch that till I was 16. But, but even then, that's all still been shot through a male gaze. Yeah. Like, like you know? And I was just, I was just like, this is amazing. Yeah. I love this. Wonder Woman was awesome. Yes, Wonder Woman was awesome. And everybody needs one of these wraps in their wardrobe, I think. Yes. Like, I looked at it and I was kind of of the opinion that it will be my conference staple. Mm-hmm. I might even wear it to graduation, assuming I get this bloody PhD thesis done. Of <laughs> <laughs> choice of being part-time. But, yeah, I think it is a wardrobe staple for everyone. It's guard stitch, it's short rows, it's colour work, it's free. It looks amazing. Go forth and knit, my guys. Go forth and knit. And even if you didn't do it in the red and the, the gold... It would look really well in other colours as like a bit of subtle geekery. Yeah. If you're in a place that maybe necessarily you don't want to show your you don't want to fly your geek flag as 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 strongly as you would in other company. Yeah. You can still wear this, it'd be quite subtle. It looks quite professional. Mm-hmm. You know? Like I've seen old lines. I've seen a couple of blue and yellow ones. I've seen some blue and grey ones. Yeah. So a little bit of subtlety. It's yeah. just it just looks like a really nice kind of bold pattern. Yeah you know straight lines and diagonals and that's all quite in at the moment yeah. from what i understand i'm not a big fashion follower but you know statement color blocks oh, you can't go wrong with some statement color so i think it would work really well yeah for kind of the subtle the subtle side of things as well if you wanted yes. to do it that way you got anything else on your needles or is that um it? i think that's it i actually picked up my um, slightly hibernating Chester Basin mitts this morning before mm-hmm. I came over and because I'd left them so long and I'm a genius I couldn't remember exactly what row I'd finished on right and I couldn't remember where I actually started the thumb increases on the first one so oh dear past me is in the naughty spot at the moment yeah but I'm pretty sure past me also probably said something along the lines of oh this will be a problem for future me to deal with <laughs> well current me who is the future me is not very pleased. No. <laughs> oh, that's oh. quite funny. So yeah, yeah, that's my other like slight tangent. Past seer is a dick. <laughs> See, this is why I print out my patterns and write and highlight all over them. Ugh. I'm one of those people that does that. I know there are people out there that don't. Hi. But I do. My middle name should be Hubris. <laughs> <laughs> oh. We've only had like a tiny wee sip of that whiskey, guys. I swear. That's not even gone to my head. You know what yeah. I'm like. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just this kind of person in general. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We love to blame this on the alcohol, but we really, really can't. Nope. Um, we're just that kind of people. Yeah. So, trying to get us back on track <laughs> after taking Sorry, us. guys. I don't know why you're apologising. It was all me. Sorry, guys. So, getting us back on track, Pip. What have you cast off lately? Many things. Okay. It's been a so, few weeks. Pip the prolific. It's been a few weeks. So what have you cast off? Right. So last episode, I was actually in the middle of casting off the baby blanket. Mm-hmm. I actually finished it about ten minutes after we stopped recording. Yep. It is all wrapped up in my locker, waiting for the last day of my colleague before she goes on maternity leave. And it was really funny because last week she came up to me and was like, oh, Pip, I really need to commission you to make a blanket for my wee one because I really like your knitting and I just think it would be really sweet if you had a if I had a blanket from you. And I was like, all right, okay, I'll see what I can do while the rest of my colleagues are absolutely tipping themselves over because they all know that I've already finished one for her. So I'm quite looking forward to her reaction when I give it to her. I also cast off my Danzig. Uh, this yeah. was... So I have a box. I have a big box full of mm-hmm. project bags. You do. That are full of yarn and patterns ready to go. And I was just basically like, I don't know what I want to cast on. So I was digging through my box full of essentially ready to go. My yep. bagged up queue. And I was like, mm, I've been looking at Danzig for ages and ages. And mm, is it going to be hard? It looks like it might be hard. Mm. No, I'll just cast it on. So I cast it on. It's not hard at all. It is, in fact, super easy. It's... You fair flew through that as well. Well, I cast it on just before I went on holiday, and I didn't bring it with me to Budapest, but I did take it with me to Northern Ireland. Yeah. 
And I had a lot of time off during that time. I think I had like two over two weeks off with two days at work in the middle. Oh, glorious. So I had two days at work in the middle. But I was doing, I was basically just doing a lot of knitting. And I've been watching a lot of Critical Role, which for anyone who doesn't know, there's a group of voice actors that stream their D&D game. Mm-hmm. And all the, there's like 105 or 106 episodes that are about three to four hours long. They're all on YouTube. So I pretty much just sat and watched a lot of Critical Role and did a lot of knitting. Um, Good call. And I used Dye Ninja Merino High Twist that I got at Edinburgh Yarn Festival. And I used some... In fact, this is where I got the leftovers for my socks. So I used the Rusty Ferret Nurple on the doll base. And I got that Indie Bar Yarn Crawl 2016. And uh, yeah, it worked really well because it's all short. Like There's little bits of short rows that show mm-hmm. off your colour. and I just need to block it now. But I've wo- I actually sat and I wove in all the ends of it already. And I hate weaving in ends. That's what it got to. That's impressive. I also cast off a sock head hat, which is by Kelly McClure. And I knit that in Strathern fleece and fibre yarn that I got on my honeymoon nearly two years ago now. What? Vintage. And basically, on the way to Budapest, as I, I'm going to need a travel project. It's a really good thing that I decided to bring a travel project. Yeah. Because we had delays. Oh, delays. That's hell. As in, we got on the plane... And then we were told we wouldn't be leaving the tarmac for over an hour. Oh, that is harsh. So we were sat on the plane with no air conditioning on a hot day. And I was like, uh, no. So I cast on my hat. And then I didn't really do... And then waiting at the other end at the airport for everyone else because all of the flights across Europe got delayed that day because there was a massive thunderstorm over Germany that Uh... all the planes had to divert around because they couldn't go through it because it was so crazy. So we waited for hours on the other side for everyone to turn up. So it was definitely, definitely a good idea for me to have knitting. And then I didn't touch it for ages because I was like, I've got more interesting things to do now that I'm home and I've got other projects I can work on, Mm -hmm. like Danzig. But eventually I just got my act together and I finished it. And I really like it. I can wear it really slouchy or I can wear it with a rolled brim and make it non-slouchy. I tend not to be a big fan of the rolled brim though, so I'm probably going to be wearing it slouch, but the yarn is so beautiful, and it's like a purpley, pinky, bluey, variegated yarn, and the hat is very pretty and I like it a lot. I also cast off a set of the Haline patterns from A Love Like Salt by Kirsten Bedigan. Mm-hmm. So the hat and the mitts. I did make the mitts a little shorter, but because I don't like big long mitts but um, and you finish these super quickly as well like no sooner you cast them on it's like hi guys casting off Instagram well I mean they're really simple like it's just a slip stitch pattern and I actually it was my first time doing broken rib and I actually really oh, really okay. like how it, I really like broken rib how it looks yeah um, but I used Queen of Pearls in that and I used uh, DK hand dyed DK and it's like a and that kind of iron grey yeah. and a kind of rust orange and I think they work really well together I'm really pleased with them I, yeah I'm just really mm-hmm. happy with that you should all go get I love like salt because it's really good yes I then had my big boy cakes from Easy Knits that I got at Edinburgh no I got Indie Burry Yarn Crawl last year or the year before I can't quite remember and I didn't know what to do with them so I basically just cast on a hat with some slip with some subtle slip stitching in it and I kind of went up the colour and down the colour so it was you know it looks really funky blue, dark green, light green, lightest green, yellow, lightest green light green, dark green blue and just repeated that um, with just some really kind of simple slip stitches in it so it makes a really subtly textured hat it's also the yarn is really soft it's like 70% X more horn 20% alpaca and 10% nylon I think oh that's an interesting it's mix it's really soft I love it I really love it and then the latest thing I've cast off is my Wonder Wonder hat by Megan Williams and it looks really jazzy yeah it looks really good I used Isle yarns I'd seen them on Countryfile 
And I was like, who are these people? I need to find out their yarn. So I bought some. And the yarn's nice. And the pattern's nice. But I just think I wasn't really feeling colour work. Yeah. So, but I finished it. And it's a nice slouchy hat. And, I mean, the pattern pops. It does. It's like, boom. Um, I think once I uh, block it, it'll be a lot softer. Because it is, you know, one of them is 100% Dorset. And the other one is like a mix of Dorset and BFL and something else that I can't quite remember off the top of my head. Sorry. (laughs) But the yarn's gorgeous and the colours are amazing. But I just wasn't quite feeling the hat. But now it's finished. Now it's finished, I really like it. So that's just, it just happens, like you said, Sia. Mm Mm-hmm. So what have yeah. you cast off? You have cast off a fair few things yourself. I'm not as prolific as you though, missus. So I cast off the alloy brioche hat from uh, winter tw- 2016 pom-pom quarterly. It's so pretty. That It's really pretty. And if you remember last episode, I was about to hit the crown decreases and I was kind of like, yeah, I think it'll probably be okay. But you know, so far the pattern's been fine, bar the odd shenanigans where I've apparently forgotten what I was doing and managed to knit a hole into it, as you do. Yeah. And, um... Yeah, it turns out knitting three or five stitches together when they're brioche stitches is pretty much my idea of hell. Mm-hmm. There are various inappropriate jokes you can make, but getting your needle through that many stitches is really flipping difficult. I mean, get No it, matter how loose you knit the previous row. Decreasing five together with just one stitch per stitch, if that yeah. makes sense, is hard enough. So it was, I think it was three. It was either threes or fives. I can't remember which, but either way, it was absolute hell, and it was the equivalent of having like treble the amount of stitches on your needle. Yeah. So there was a lot of cursing when mm. I was casting it off, but it's fine. I've managed to sort of like do a bit of surgery on it afterwards, involving crochet hooks and weaving in the ends and things mm-hmm. so it looks pretty cool and i got a massive huge pom-pom on the top which also hides a multitude of decreasing sins pom-poms are good for that yes so the pattern is really good it's nice mindless brioche it's just i think i probably need to get the hang of doing huge stitch numbery decreases yeah so it's not put me off or anything and i would recommend the pattern for someone that's like a beginner for brioche mm-hmm. it's just you probably need to go in prepared and be kind of like, okay, this is perhaps going to take me a little bit more time than I anticipated. Yeah. And also a bit of cursing. <laughs> <laughs> After that, I then cast on a Delita shawl, which is from another pom-pom quarterly. I've been on a bit of a kick because they've been doing their pom-fest cal at the moment. Yeah. So this was by Nadia, and I apologise if I pronounce this wrong, Cretan this year, mm-hmm. I think. And it's basically this big lacy shawl with this really funky border it's like a double layered border so Mm -hmm. it's hard to like describe it but basically it's two knitted on borders Mm -hmm. so you've got like two layers of like little lacy teeth it's really clever the way it's done so I knit that in some hedgehog fibres skinny singles in the oracle colourway and then despite me doing calculations and things it turns out I wasn't going to have enough of that to do one of the like the border I'm not sure what happened there but Mm -hmm. Hey ho, so I used some long stash dining yarn mm-hmm. and it's the Tussa Silk Ooh. that I had. And it worked, I'd used it for the contrast nups mm-hmm. and I did like one layer of, there's two borders and I did the smaller layer using that and I didn't bother doing the second one because I quite liked how it looked. Yeah. And then I gave that to our friend Emma. Lovely. Um, it's her new gap year shawl because she's going off on her um, probationary teaching year <laughs> soon. So I figured she needed a new gap year shawl. Yes. <laughs> Plus it'll keep her warm because she's going all the way up to the top of Scotland. Yep. Where none of us have ventured before, so I've seen many nope. exciting road trips ahead and yes. possible cold winters. I really, um, really looking forward to having an yep. excuse to go all the way up there, to be honest. It's going to be good. I know, right? There might even be yarn up there. There probably will be. Yeah. <laughs> so I finished that. And then afterwards, I decided to cast on a flax light sweater. So my mum pal's best friends had a baby while we were over in Canada. And I knit her a little cardigan. And I was just, I just don't know, I was in the mood to cast on a little baby garment. And I was kind of like, why not? And I was feeling like, you know, busting more stash. So I had a little remnant of my Queen of Pearls Citadel sock. Mm Mm-hmm. In the birthday rainbow colourway she did not last this year but the year before yeah 
So I use that for the yolk. So it's got this really cute little rainbow stripy yolk. Mm -hmm. And then I use some drops, baby merino, and it's just like a light grey colourway. It's so cute. Um, so I did it with little like short sleeves because I think because of the texture of the yarn, it's going to be more of a summery mm -hmm. little top she wears. So I did that and I cast it off and it's actually quite cute. So I'll send that along with Phil when he goes back at Christmas and he can give it to them then. Hopefully it'll fit at some point in the small child's life. <laughs> <laughs> it's so hard to fit baby clothes. Well, the other thing was, like, I was knitting sort of like... The way they've sized it, I think I was knitting six to nine months and the nine months to like a year or so. Mm -hmm. But there was a weird sort of ink, like jump in sizing. Mm -hmm. And as I was knitting it, I was looking at it and I was like, okay, so we've got friends that have got dogs and cats and I think it'd fit that cat but not that dog. But we've not got anyone who's got any babies at the moment. Yeah. So I was looking at it and I was like, this might fit a child. I, can... I don't know what size babies are. I know. So I was like, I can, I, can, I can fit it to a dog, maybe. Yeah. Like, it'd fit my friend's Cocker Spaniel, but it wouldn't fit our friend's Lurcher. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I, like, I was taking pictures of it and said it's from all one. I was like, you've had children. <laughs> what do you think about this size? Yes, no. Um... It's one of those things. We don't really have that many babies in our lives at the moment. No. So. It's going to be probably quite a while before we do. Yeah. And it's one of those things, like, you do measure things, but you then kind of like, but is that really, like, child size? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that was an interesting experience. Because, like, I knit the baby cardi before. Yeah. So that came out exactly the size I expected. And then I got to see the baby and I was like, yep, she'll grow into that. That's fine. Well, it was like when I knit my little Lush, and I was like, this yeah, looks like it's probably the right size. And then they put it on her. I was, I was terrified it was going to be too small. Yeah. They put her on her, it's too big. I was like, I have no idea what size children are. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, this is not something yeah. that I know instinctually. <laughs> yeah, so. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, so I can knit things for adults and myself easy. I understand proportions and things there, but with children, I'm just kind of like. Guesswork. Yeah, it's like as long as it's not too small, they will grow into it. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> That's the thing. Like at least with kids' stuff, it's like with school uniforms. You kind of like, if I get it three sizes too big, it'll last them four years. So yeah, I finished the little flax pattern, and again, I think tin canets have completely spoiled me because obviously it's a seamless pattern. Yeah. So I'm looking at other patterns, and I'm like, nope, I have to seam it. Not happening. No, thank um, you. So yeah, that is one of their free patterns. It's part of their simple collection. Yeah. So I very much recommend it, guys. It's super easy to follow. Probably easier if you actually have like the person you're making it for <laughs> around to like yeah. reference it. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I recommend that one. That's cool. I want to make a flax at some point. It's nice. Like they've got a whole load of nice patterns though. Like yeah. I quite like the snowflake jumper, the mm. little snowflake yoke. Like I have been looking at other people's versions of that and kind of going, I could knit that. I've probably got the yarn for that. Like. To be honest, I'm viewing this small child as an opportunity to de-stash. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Because I do have a lot of yarns which are actually, you know, suitable for going in the washing machine and things. So yeah. it's not like I'm kind of going, here, have this hand-knitted alpaca cardigan, BT dubs, gotta hand-wash it. We are Hope quite... your child doesn't run in some mud or anything. Yeah. I think we're both quite on a big de-stash kick, so yeah. it's quite useful because you clean it up really quick so you get a good sense yeah. of achievement. So, still speaking of de-stash, I, once I finished that, I cast on a pair of kipper socks, which I mentioned earlier, and I did it using some Rusty Ferret Wink in the Anticipation colourway. So it's like, it's almost like a natural colour, and it's got pinks and silvers and reds in it, mm -hmm. and sparkles, so it's super girly. And then I added some contrast heels and cuffs mm -hmm. using some Ginger Twist Cheapish Sock in the Lallybra colourway. And then I gave them to my old flatmate, Zoe, also nice. known as Zozas, because I felt that she deserved some socks. And I knew this because Zoe was round at my place mm -hmm. last week and was like, look, see, I made me some socks and I love them and they're the best thing in the world. Yeah. So she's very happy with them. And I cheated with them a bit because I didn't have quite enough yarn to like do the pattern up to the cuff. I just did them as little ankle socks so Zoe could kind of wear them as little slippers around the flat. So I wasn't too fussy about doing like, you know, increases or decreases around like the cuff and things but it was a good stash burst i got to appreciate some of my yarn more and as i said earlier the pattern is ridiculously simple and just really nice meditative knitting and i'm now knitting a pair for myself nice so that's pretty much everything i've got off my needles nice 
So yeah, we've both been busy since the last podcast. Busy, busy bees. It has been like yeah. six weeks or something though, so. Yes. You know. And since then, as we said at the start, we've both been travelling, so we thought we'd maybe tell you about our little adventures that we've been on since then. Yes. Some have involved yarn, some less so. Mm-hmm. So Pip, let's chat about where you've been. So I went to Budapest for my sister's hen party and it was amazing. Oh my goodness, if any of you ever get the chance to go to Budapest, jump at it. I mean, it is phenomenal. I didn't really know what I was expecting, but it just was amazing. Yeah, I I mean, the architecture is stunning. The city is so vibrant. If you want to spend your whole day sightseeing, you can. There's there's like about a billion hop on, hop off bus tours oh i love and those the danube is amazing and there's like um t- uh, river tours as well did you so do a river tour we didn't actually have the time because we were only there for a couple of days yeah but i mean ugh, it was amazing so on the day we got there eventually me and one of other gr- uh, one of the other girls we were going to go to the apartment first because everyone else is going to be getting in quite late right or later i mean we got in late the others were supposed to be arriving about midnight Oh. They all got delayed until about 2am. Ouch. So they didn't actually arrive at the apartment until about 3. So we were sitting there at the apartment from about 11. We were like, "Mm, we're hungry, but it's 11 o'clock. We'll never find anything to eat at 11 o'clock, really, around where we were. Because where we were, it seemed really quiet. About 1am, we were like, we need something to eat. Uh Uh-huh. So we put on our shoes and we were basically like, we're just going to go out and see if we can find anything. Turn the corner from about, you know, 10 metres down the road from where we were staying. And we were on Party Central. Handy. It was amazing. We were like, wait, what? <laughs> Tiki bars, clubs. There was a DJ playing in the street. Nice. There was like this beautiful kind of big arched bit that goes through to the next block. And that was just full of clubs. And But it wasn't like violent and it wasn't. Like, it was just people having a good time. It wasn't... You know how sometimes clubs and stuff like that can get a bit rowdy? Yeah. It wasn't rowdy. It was just fun. And we just kind of wandered up and we were like, what? We were not expecting this. And then we found a pizza place. Glorious. And you could buy pizza by the slice. (laughs) I had prosciutto pizza. Nice. And, oh my goodness, 1am pizza and Coke. Yes. By the way, at this point, it was still like 26 degrees. So we got back to our yeah. apartment. Everyone else arrived about three and then we were like, bed. Bedtime. So the next day we got up, went out for breakfast and we, what did we do that day? So we spent basically the whole day just like wandering around the city. Mm-hmm. So we started at our apartment, which is in the middle of the Jewish quarter. And we were walking down and my mum goes, oh, pet, 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 look at this, look at this. And I was like, what is it? And she's just like, this, this place. And I was like, there were some like kind of textiles hanging out the front. Yeah. And I was like, all right. And I looked in and it was this woman in her workshop. That was also a shop. And she had these, um, she had these looms out and she was just weaving. And she has to the whole place was just full of all her woven goods. And I was like, wow, it was so beautiful. So I picked up a woven project bag. It was gorgeous. She had some yarn, but it was yarn. It didn't really have any information and it was quite rustic. So I was like, I don't think I would use it. So I didn't pick up any yarn because I thought I was going to go to another yarn shop later on that day. But I did get a project bag and I got some pictures of the workshop, which we put on the blog. Yep. And it was amazing. I mean, craft everywhere. Everywhere. And then that little bit that had been all clubs the last time, the la- the night before with the arches, was like a big market. And we found this guy whose mum, Tats. Ooh. And all, it was just his stall was just full of all the stuff that she's tatted. And I got pictures of that as well. And I picked up some earrings and it was just stunning. I mean, beautiful stuff. Some of it had beading on it. There was chokers. There was necklaces. There was earrings. There was little like kind of like you know those things that you put on your hand, yeah. where it goes around a um, goes around your wrist and then it goes up mm. and around your finger. And it was just amazing. Um, and we chatted about that for a while. And there was just so much craft everywhere. And then we got to like the um, there's a big square near the river, and there's a big sign that says I think it's We Love Hungary Aww. or something like that. So we all got a picture there and then we basically walked up the side of the danube and we stopped for lunch by the parliament building which is stunning we also saw the shoes on the danube 
which was pretty somber. I mean, it was very pretty yeah. thought provoking. It's basically a series of cast iron shoes, pairs of shoes, and they're all on the side of the Danube, and it is where the fascists lined up the Jews and shot them. And it's pretty amazing. Like it, it's mm. really thought provoking. There's high heels. There's like kind of just ran, and there's children's shoes and stuff, and it's. But it was kind of one of those things where I was glad to have seen it. Yeah. And then we walked up, um, right up to near the yarn shop. But by this point, I was like, oh, I'm actually, it's like 37 degrees. Ooh. I can't cope. Um, so I didn't get to the yarn shop because a little bit off the path we were going. But we went across the bridge and there's this like Y-shaped or T-shaped bridge. Because there's a island in the middle of the river that's essentially a giant park. And we got there, and by this point, all of us are like, we have been walking for hours. It is ridiculously hot. Our feet hurt. We're covered in dust. Oh, we're just exhausted. And we were like, why is there really loud music playing? And we kind of came down the road, and then there's this big fountain, and it's a fountain that they play music, and the fountain goes in time to the music. And the way that it's built is there's this kind of trough at the side of of the fountain, and you sit around the fountain, you put your feet in the overflow trough. Yeah. So your feet can cool off. Oh, that's clever. It was so cool. And then we went home, or well, we went back to the apartment and paid, played like your regular head and party games and just ate lots of like kind of food, finger food. So like salami and yeah. bits of cheese Aww. and crisps and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, we um, we got all got very drunk <laughs> and it was it's really good party. fun. Um, I mean it was so much fun and then the next day was our next full day it was our last full day so um, we did the hop on hop off bus tour and we went up to the palace and we rode the funicular up to the palace and the palace is amazing it's like on the hill and you can see all the way across the city it was phenomenal and then the the next stop was the citadel which a lot of the medicinal springs flow out the bottom of the citadel and I mean at that point you can then see the whole city it's amazing and then we went back and got changed that took us the whole day yeah we went back and got changed and then we went on one of the prosecco bikes so it's like Uh, this bar that it's like it's like a bar mm -hmm. like and it's got on three sides it's got uh, on two sides it's got like benches yeah with bicycle pedals right and you sit on it and you pedal it around uh-huh. while drinking copious amounts of Prosecco and it had speakers on it so you could play your music through it and we, we took Budapest by storm <laughs> we were on it for two hours and I mean we had everyone smiling and laughing and cheering along at one point a couple of stags jumped on the back of our <laughs> jumped on the back of our Prosecco bike and rode along for a bit um, and it was amazing and the problem with that is it's 35 degrees oh god you get off the bike and you're suddenly like I am extremely drunk because you've been pedalling the whole time yeah. you've been sweating all your water's gone and you've all you've been doing is drinking Prosecco we did have water yeah but you know you're drinking Prosecco and then you're drinking a bit of water then you're drinking more Prosecco and then oh my goodness me we were so drunk <laughs> and then we went to the ruin bars so we stopped in at this kind of restaurant called Mazel Tov which is all uh-huh. Jewish stuff oh my goodness it was so good um, and then at this point I was tired so I went home because it was like 10 o'clock half 10 mm-hmm. and I do not do long nights um, and so I went back to the apartment um, but it was amazing and eventually everyone else kind of turned up across the night um, having had an amazing yeah. time and then the last day we were all flying out kind of in the afternoon evening time so we had the morning so we went to the baths and we literally spent the whole day at the baths and it was amazing and it's like thermal baths so it's got all these medicinal pools and they go right down from like 16 degrees all the way up to like 50 degrees you know or no it's not quite 50 but like 40 degrees water but then there's like steam rooms that are about 55 degrees and there were like menthol showers and all this kind of stuff and then there were normal swimming pools outside oh nice and it was amazing I mean like uh, all the blisters all the blisters that I'd got from walking around were gone you know like it was just it was amazing I was like I could stay here forever and then I accidentally fell asleep in the sun and got really badly sunburned. <laughs> good job which is not a very good end to the day I was like 
this is amazing. I've gone the whole weekend without getting burned. And I got to the airport. And as I was yeah. ordering food, I was like, mm, why are my shoulders sore? And I went to move them. And I was like, oh, no. So I had to spend the whole, the whole trip home Aww. on the airplane. Like, I'm so burnt. But it was grand. It was grand. I had a really good time. Um, Sam, the wonderful, wonderful mm-hmm. Sam, turned up. Um, he turned up at Edinburgh Airport for me with a big bottle of aloe vera gel. Oh, bless him. Because he's wonderful. And then, yeah, so I didn't actually get much yarn stuff, but I did. Yeah. That that weaving shop was amazing. That sounds um, good. I got some pictures, said, and I got yarn. I got a, a project bag, so, mm-hmm. you know. And good I got stuff. the earrings from the tatted, from, from the tatting shop. Um, and then Belfast, we got up to a lot. You did? Um, no yarn. No yarn. Belfast doesn't actually really seem to have yarn shops. It has some shops that sell yarn as part of their stock. Yep. But it doesn't actually have any yarn shops. And the type of yarn they sell is your basic baby acrylic kind of stuff. And, And honestly, I was just like, I will never use any of this. Yeah. So no yarn. I was actually talking okay. to my godmother and yeah. we were saying that people are mi- someone is missing a trick. If you set up in yeah. Hollywood a wee yarn shop yeah. that sold, you know, decent quality yarn, you know, dyed yarn, like yeah. in, you know, got in some like mm-hmm. hedgehog, because yeah. hedgehog's Irish, you know, yeah. got all this kind of stuff in and had a knitting circle, mm-hmm. you know, like they would make a killing. Yeah. It's something that's really missing from from the area it just seems to be this gap in the market so i didn't actually get any yeah. yarn but the first day we were there we went we did the north coast so we went to carrickweed rope bridge which sam did which is scary it was very windy then we did the giant's causeway which sam had never seen before and he was quite happy clambering up and down yep. it now we went to bush mills and then we came home the next day we went to belfast zoo which is an epic zoo mm-hmm. by the way it's on the side of a hill and Sam was like, Sam kept saying, your zoo has a lot of up. <laughs> but it was really funny because they're the gorillas. Hang on, Edinburgh's exactly the same. That's on a hill. It's more. Oh, okay. Like Belfast is, is probably on the side okay. of, of, a, of like, you are going up the whole time. But then going down the other side is quite good. That's but fair. the gorillas had like, there were these baby gorillas who kept like Aww. running up to the glass and trying to like get people on the glass and there was the tiniest like it was like a newborn gorilla and it was so cute and it looked like it would have fit a small flax jumper smaller okay it was it was tiny just checking like it was it was like a newborn kind of style and it was so cute and we saw the elephants yep now belfast zoo specializes in rehabilitating circus elephants oh that's cool so the elephants that they have Mm-hmm. used to be like logging elephants yeah. and then they were put into the circuses and like Indian stuff so Aww. they were really really badly treated yeah. and I mean the elephants they have I think they're like 40 and 50 like they're old yeah. they're old and you can still see the branding on them and stuff oh. but when we got there the two they, they kind of keep them separate yeah. so they can they can interact with each other but they're not in the same pen Yeah. and when we got there they were kind of giving each other a wee hug Aww. through the fence and Sam loves elephants. He's fascinated with elephants. Mm. So we sat and watched them for ages. And the tigers. I sat and watched the tigers for ages as well. And then what else did we do? We went down to the aquarium at Port of Ferry. But a lot of their exhibits were closed at the moment, so we didn't actually get mm. to see much. But it's a nice it's a nice um drive down Strangford Lock. And then we had a day in Belfast and we went to the Titanic exhibition because I hadn't actually been yet because it opened after I left. Right. It is amazing it's expensive but it is 100% worth it it's phenomenal like it goes into all the history of the shipbuilding the history of Belfast, the textiles the linen making, the shipbuilding it's got this kind of ride in it where you sit in this thing and it Mm. takes you through like bits of the shipbuilding and it's got like heat lamps and stuff so you feel the heat yeah and it was just amazing. Like I would highly recommend it. It's got re- it's got reconstructed bits of the Titanic in it. So like the big famous staircase and stuff. You can get your picture taken. Um, it was class. And then we went shopping with my mum to get Aww. some stuff for my sister's wedding, which is coming up. Nice. Um, and that's kind of what we got up to. Oh, I did have my favourite chippy as well. 
Scotland's weird. It doesn't do normal sausage suppers. You either get battered sausages or smoked sausages, both of which are yuck. <laughs> what you really should have is normal link sausages stuck in the fryer and they go crispy on the outside. And and, and it was just like a taste of childhood. I was so happy. Aww. But yeah, that's what I got up to. So I had a really good time. Good. You went to a couple of places. Yes. So... I first of all I went to Amsterdam. Ooh. It was for a work trip, so I was there for approximately twenty four hours. Mm-hmm. But I did manage to successfully navigate around using the trams. Nice. And the underground. I was quite proud of myself because I have no sense of direction. Mm-hmm. I can't even find my hometown on a map. A <laughs> <laughs> joke. I can find my hometown on a map. It's not that bad. And I had time I didn't have time to do anything, you know cultured really so i couldn't go to any of the museums and things i just didn't have the time Mm -hmm. and it was also 30 degrees and stupid high humidity the entire time so i wasn't really for (laughs) going indoors really i mean museums with aircon is one thing but because the weather back here is usually so grim i was kind of like i'm going outside i am going to soak up the culture from the streets yes and oh my god it was such a beautiful day the day that i actually had like sort of like five ten minutes to run off on my own Mm -hmm. and i naturally went to stephen and penelope of course and it is such a lovely cute wee shop it's just tucked down a little side street and they've got a bike outside and it's been crocheted around it's like crochet bombed i guess yeah which looks really cool and inside it's just this really nice open warm space Mm -hmm everything's really like nicely like hung on the walls and it's just a very nice calm place to be in which mm-hmm. i don't know i guess because Stephen west is obviously one of the co-owners you kind of expect it to be more like bam and yeah excited but no it was just a very nice calming shop to be in mm-hmm. and they had things like madeline tosh obviously hedgehog fibers garn stories i think undercover otter they're quite a big range of stock and I had considered getting some of their local yarn, so I think it was the Undercover Otter was theirs. Mm-hmm. But because it was so hot, I was kind of in the mood for something that had a really sort of like smooth feel to it. Mm-hmm. And the bulk of the yarns there that they had that I couldn't easily get were very fluffy. Mm-hmm. So they were beautifully, beautifully dyed. Like we are talking real bright pops of colour from everywhere and some really nice fibres. And in the end, I settled for two skeins of Hedgehog Fibers sock, mm-hmm. just because they were really nice and smooth. Um, one's a potluck colorway, and it's yellow and pink and orange and everything like 80s sunsets mm-hmm. and things that I love. And then the other's the birthday cake colorway, which is a nice purple. Ooh. And I'd wanted that one for a while, and I kind of thought, you know what? I'm getting them. Yeah. And to be fair, given that Stephen West uses hedgehog fibres in so many of his designs and you didn't get to get any yarn while you were in Ireland, I figured that I've covered some nice bases there. Yeah. So yeah, it was just really nice to be in there, so that was cool. And then I left the shop and went back to um, work meetings and things. So that was cool. And I mean, the weather was nice, so it was nice getting to sit outside and drink lemonade and have an ice cream and things. Yeah. And then the place where we were having the meetings kept bringing us like free coffee nice. and free tea. And because it was free, we were all kind of like, let's drink all the coffee. So by the time I got to the airport at the end of the day, I was pretty much ready to vibrate through a seat. Um, <laughs> I think the security thought I was probably on something because I was just so caffeinated. Woo! So yeah, I did Amsterdam. And then as soon as I got back, I then had a week-long conference in Dundee. And no visit to Dundee would be complete without a visit to Fluff. Of course. So it was absolutely chucking it down. I snuck out of the conference. I wasn't meant to, but I did. And I trekked all the way out in the rain to go see the lovely Leona. And again, the shop is so lovely and cute. And as soon as you walk in, you've got like Leona's counter, but on the left, you've got a great big wall of rusty ferret, Mm -hmm. which is my idea of heaven. Yep. And I had such a nice time. Leona made me a very nice cup of tea. So I got to sit and chat and drink tea with Leona, which was fantastic. Mm-hmm. And I got to meet Oscar and Arthur. <gasps> I'm so jealous. Who are wee sweethearts. And they just stayed behind the counter being like quite chilled out and yeah. having a wee snooze. And yeah, I had an absolutely fantastic time. I got to see where the magic happens, Ooh. which is really cool. 
And Leona was making um, the little stitch markers, the rusty stitch markers. I so want some. So I was kind of transfixed watching, uh, like, working with the cutting program and stuff, which is really cool because I don't get to use that sort of thing. So I was Mm. just like, oh my god, show me. And then I obviously came away with the skein of the Wink base, which I love so much from Leona. And, oh, it's just my favourite thing. I love sparkles. I love high twist merino. And it's the burnt sugar colourway, so it's like black and pink and yellow. And apparently I'm just in this mode at the moment. Yeah. So yeah, I had an absolutely fantastic time and it was so cool getting to see the shop and hang out and see where everything happens. And that Mm. was really cool. Yeah. So if you guys are in the Dundee area, go see Leona. Go to Fluff. Go buy some rusty ferret yarn. Yes. So that's pretty much my travels for the moment. I'll be going to Leeds for a conference in September. Exciting. So if I can, I'm probably going to factor in a couple of days to either visit the local yarn shops down in Wakefield, because mm-hmm. I'll be home in Wakey, or maybe see if I can get a quick visit out to Bar Ramu in Headingley or somewhere. Ooh. We will see. Yeah. Depends if you can knock off the conference <laughs> for a bit. To be fair, yeah. what I might do is actually book the time off work as well. So yeah. I've got, it's a two day conference. So, you know, I'll actually I'll actually stay at the conference and attend that. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, to be fair, this was... When I went to Dundee, I only skipped out of, like, one panel or two. You know, I, went, I stayed for the rest of the day and I went to the keynotes and, you know, a couple of days later I gave my own paper. <laughs> so, you know, I'm not a terrible conference <laughs> attendee. <laughs> I mean, in fairness, like, it wasn't anything against the panel or anything in particular. It was just that none of my other conference attending pals were there at the time. Yeah. And... I kind of looked at the clock and I was like, oh, it's a good time to go visit Leona, actually. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, I think that is pretty much all we have for you. It seems to have turned into quite a long episode because we've yes. quite a lot to natter on about. Indeed. Next time we'll probably have a little bit more fibery content. Absolutely. We'll probably <laughs> be back a lot sooner as well because I'm not going anywhere for August. Are you going anywhere? I'm not going anywhere in August. Okay. So, so. we'll have a little bit more kind of chance to to try to schedule this was uh certainly an event yeah um. <laughs> and i just got a text this morning being like i'm free now for like a couple of hours can we do it now yeah. i was like yes let's the do jo- it <laughs> the joys of when you're managing a phd and you're doing a thing in events management and the people you're meeting just cancel on you and also then the other co-host has a full-time job yeah. with uh, hours that do change by the week yep. so you know good times but we're here we drank some whiskey and we went off on multiple tangents on you guys yes we did i hope you enjoyed yep (laughs) goes without saying if you're new listeners thank you for listening and putting up with this so far hope Mm -hmm. you enjoyed it and to our returning listeners hope you enjoyed the chat as usual yes as ever if you've got any suggestions for things for us to drink or knit with or visit please do let us know we're always happy to hear these things yeah um equally what i would say is like if any of our listeners know of any shops or indie dyes or anyone based around the belfast area mm-hmm. please do tell us because we want to know yeah and i'll be going back in september so if yes. i've missed something let me know when i can go yes. back in september so you can find us across many places we have a specific tipsy knits twitter account so you can follow us there yep and then on Instagram and Ravelry and things, we are... Well, I'm Ramsey Baggins across most. I'm at Miss underscore Sia Kate on Twitter and Instagram, and I'm Sia Kate on Ravelry. Yes. When I get my thesis, I'll become Dr. underscore Sia Kate. Yes. And uh, if any of you are interested in a Ravelry group, let us know, because it would be useful for being able to organize cows and things like that if yeah wants. and if we maybe try and start doing some giveaways and things as well yeah. we'd like to try and start doing that stuff so if there is interest we will do it yes so send us a wee tweet at at tipsy knits or post on instagram if you comment on instagram on like when we put up the episodes and things we usually put a post yeah. up there or just drop us a line on the blog and that's tipsy knits podcast.wordpress.com yeah and we would absolutely love to hear from you. So thanks for sticking with us through a very tangent-involved <laughs> episode. And we shall see you again soon. Bye. Bye.